Penny, you're fine. Penny, you're doing fine. You're doing great. <clears throat> me. Sounds good to me. Oh, Penny. You want your lime? Ooh. Maybe. No. Maybe. Let's investigate. Oh, she's sniffing. She's like, that smells like that one friend that always gives me treats. She's like, there's someone that gives me treats. <laughs> smells just like Cannot her. remember her name for <laughs> the life of me. <laughs> I can practically see her I face, can, though. I can see her. <laughs> oh, Penny. And I can I can hear her. Wait a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sweating a lot. Okay. What is hot? We doing this? We're doing it. Welcome to Conversations in Comfepans. I'm Clara. And I'm Alex. Hi, Alex. How are you? I miss you I so miss much. I am good. Sorry, been, my B. Well, you day. know, it was, yeah, it was her B day. So we just took it off. We took it off. We didn't tell anybody. We didn't, because it wasn't planned. And we didn't even promote it on our no. Instagram. I know, several people texted we, and we was like. We just went silent. Am I having a technical snafu? Did you guys break up? Like, what's going it's on? Happening. <laughs> Well, no, we're fighting. We're more in love than ever. Oh, God. <laughs> you just gave me like 16 birthday gifts. I did. And now you're breaking up with me? You know what? What's the way to do it? I mean, that's. If you're going to break up, I wouldn't be so give mad. Give them a present and then be like, they did. by the way, <laughs> it's over. It's over. <laughs> yes, Alex came bearing gifts. I did. Well, I didn't see you around your right. birthday. Yeah. Even though we recorded near your birthday. Anyway. Um, that's thing. So. I brought your gifts today. So many gifts. And Penny's birthday and is Penny's on birthday. the 27th. So I brought Penny some gifts. So she got gifts. She got three things. She two did. toys and a That's like 150. No, that's a lot. That's more than that. I, what I do think, you think? 300? Does it have a count on there? I think it does. Uh, I can't find it is fast it, enough. Is it? What's your guess? Uh, I'm scanning. I guess like 150? That feels right. 150 feels right. 150. Well, we'll have to count it. Okay. There's no serving size. <laughs> two treats. Two, there is where? One serving size is two treats. Okay. I don't know. I read it on a bag somewhere. <laughs> it said one serving well, size. And then usually treats. it says, like, you know, human things, like serving size one. Oh, uh, uh, I don't think they can do that. They have to piece. do that on, like, cat and dog No, I things. know. That's what I was looking for, though. Oh. I mean, cat, the cats can't read. <laughs> it's not for <laughs> that. <Well. laughs> but again, she's very smart. She's, she's so intelligent. And I, uh, I got a shirt. Sure did. That is from Olympic National Park, but it has Bigfoot on it, which everybody here knows. I'm a big fan. Big fan. And then a a wine glass that said, I had to deal with people today. It's the worst. And a candle. Which is? Which is here. My personal It says, our friendship is like this candle. If you forget about me, I'll burn your house down. And I know where you live. (laughs) Yeah, we're in it. (laughs) Here we are. My dad would be so disappointed. Uh, Sorry, Paul. I would never, Paul. (laughs) And then a card that says, thanks for being one of the few people I can tolerate on a daily basis. Very true. Which is true. We do talk every single day. Every day. Even when we're not at work. Yeah. We text. We do. Sometimes we're actually feel... friends. <laughs> Spoiler, Spoiler, we actually get along. 
<sighs> but yeah, I know, so you no, can't I tell. It. Celebrate your Thank you. I know you really crushed it last year with the blanket that is in sight. It's, I use yeah. it every day of the winter. You know, I really, I am not good with gifts. You are great with gifts. I don't I will feel like I'm actively good. Actively fight you on that. <laughs> I just feel I just buy things that like make me that you think know of people, people. Will love. Yeah, I'm like this yeah, made me being think good of good at giving gifts, Alex. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, it's the entire point. Oh, okay. But Brian's list guy. He's like, if it's not on the list, well, and his family are list people, like Christmas list, birthday list. I'm not a list person. I don't like a gift on a list. Yeah, I, I like uh, what's it called? Wedding registries. I always go off registries. Oh, I do too. Probably people don't like, but I'm, I'm like, uh, that special didn't make me think of you. This made me think of you. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I'm like, this made me think of you, so yeah. I'm going to buy it for you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had my wedding registry, and I was like, I don't care if you buy it from the wedding registry, not from the wedding registry. Just give me I a gift. I don't care. <laughs> Which I don't think I did. I don't remember. You were in my wedding. You, I think you did a pass. I was in your wedding. I bought a dress. You did? Sure did. And I think I feel like that counts. That counts. That counts. You, you came to San Diego. I did. I went did to San Diego. Went to San Diego. Was also at your... Uh, What's it called? Bachelorette. When we saw the drag show, that was so fun. That was fun. That was amazing. So much fun. All right. Dare I say the best ba- best bachelorette party that I have been to? Yeah. And I've only been to two. Really? Yeah. See, I've been in like eight, possibly nine. I've been in eight, possibly nine weddings. I've been in one. Yeah. <laughs> Yours. <laughs> no, the well two. I was in one after college, which was literally the worst experience of my life yeah and then mine. i think instead and no offense to you i had a great time at yours <laughs> why do i so feel like never this mind. is gonna be a diss <laughs> i tried to break I up know. with you already so let's just <laughs> no, let's here we go going. let's really nail the <laughs> nail the coffin shut um i think instead of your best friends you should have your least favorite people <laughs> here. Spend thousands of dollars on me. Oh, not you. Your no, your bachelorette be... party was in town. It was, it was one night. It was in town. It was one night. I'm not bitter about anything right now. <laughs> it's fine. It was in town. <laughs> Dare I say I was a bachelorette? You were actually I a bachelorette. Was actually, at the time. a bachelorette at the time. It wasn't my birthday. It wasn't your birthday. <laughs> it wasn't on my birthday. It was, if anything, <laughs> around my birthday. Yeah, it was actually, you said, listen, let's make this half bachelorette, half my 30th birthday party. I combined it you into combined. one party. I believe it's combined, which yeah. is appropriate for a bachelorette party. <laughs> Why didn't we think of I that? I feel silly. I don't know. That's very That, that would have been really great. And I even moved it. I moved it. Because you were going to be gone. Oh my god, you did. I forgot about yeah. that. You were like, I'm going to be coming back from like Jerusalem or someplace. Israel, that's Israel. right. And I mm-hmm. was like, okay, no, I'm going to move it. And it was like, the day after I was getting home from Israel. And I was like, um, I'll come. <laughs> but like. So I moved it to the don't day. Don't expect a lot. <laughs> so I moved it to the day before you left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I wasn't uh, jet-lagged yet. I mean, you could see And you did it for me. Yeah. 
I did. I was like, Clara can't come. I'm sorry. She needs to be here. I'm moving the whole thing. I'm the one who made the t-shirts. I had to come. Yeah. <laughs> you were important. I was. Oh, I'm sweating so bad. Yeah, so we're... I apologize we're, about my face. It's, it's probably because we're on the floor. Like We're on the floor. We're, we're, we're taking a different route than normal. I know. We're we didn't commit to all the way downstairs, but no. we are on the floor in our regular room. Because it was a little cooler when I first sat down. It's still... Compared to being right outside that front door at this hour, it's because hot. the sun is blaring. Walking into your house is a nightmare. <laughs> but once you're in, it feels cool. Once you're in, it's fine. Like, but to it's the a door. false flag. Yeah. No, that's not the right term. Well, when I, like, leave, I'll be like, <gasps> I'll be like oh, I wish I was in that sweaty room again. <laughs> right? Put me in the sweaty room. <laughs> well... Anyways, we have some sad news. We do. Would you like to break it? You yeah, break it to me. We have some sad news, everybody. Our our f- particular queen. Our queen, our goddess, <laughs> my personal spirit animal. Yes, which now is literally a spirit. Which now literally is a spirit. <laughs> Freya was murdered. She was murdered. <laughs> She was murdered. I almost just she put was, out my wine. She was taken she out. She was murdered. She was murdered because she was just because trying she was to too cute. She was too perfect. Too Everyone perfect. wanted to see her. Yeah. Because and people wouldn't leave her alone, and she became she was becoming a nuisance. Which I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. She wanted to nap. That's all she wanted to do. There's nothing more pure in this world. She. Freya, watch over us. <laughs> Freya, protect us. <laughs> Freya, par- Freya, prayer candles coming soon. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like almost worth do, actually starting it. a merch store. I mean, yeah, I could for, draw that for Freya prayer candles. We need. Does anyone make tall, skinny candles? <laughs> I can put a Freya sticker on. That's all we need is somebody who makes tall, skinny candles. I've always wanted to make candles. Oh, that'll be you then. I'll draw it. <laughs> and I'll make the candle. And you'll make the candles. That'll be great. And then we'll sell exactly three. <laughs> because that's when I will get tired of making yeah. candles. <laughs> I just have to draw it once. You have to make all Yeah, I, it's a long, I gotta buy the thing. stuff. I gotta buy the wax. I gotta make sure it's the right smell. Ooh, Ooh, that's be? gonna be tough. Just... Be like a pine? <laughs> no, I don't think so. More like a sea, like a like a sea like breeze, a, like a low tide. <laughs> Which actually, that is ocean breeze. Oh, that I didn't even that smell is it. ocean breeze. What monster am I? I don't know how it smells. Hamport in Los Angeles. Let's get these people on the horn. Oh, it smells good. Okay. It smells really good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. But the problem is, as you can see, I never burn candles. <laughs> that's odd for that one. Truly, that's why I, I bought it because I'm like I'm like number one, she doesn't, she doesn't burn, burn candles. candles. Number two, that means she's gonna keep this forever, yes. and it'll just be another like you know. I know. Actually, it's perfect point. with because put it next is. to your niece and nephews. <laughs> yeah, I'll find a special place. Because it does go perfectly in, in this room, though. bathroom. And nobody will be like... They'll just be like, oh, what? it's a, oh, it's a like, oh, that's a cute thing. It's too far, I can't. And then they'll read it, and they'll be like, read it. What? <laughs> oh, we could go on one of the, um, what are those things called? Macrame shelves. Oh. That'd be cute. It could. On that one, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah It's yeah, going yeah. on that one. Okay. Yeah. No, I bought it because I'm like, she doesn't burn candles, <laughs> so it's literally just going to be like a centerpiece. I know, because I think they're cute. Um... I don't think they're as cute when they get burned down. I burn, I burn candles. 
Kindles are expensive is the thing too. Well, so I wait and I don't, I will buy them at Bath and Body Works when they do like their candle sale. sales, sure. which usually is like 12 bucks for a, for like a big. That's a lot of dollars. For a big for three a candle, candle. It goes away. But I love candles. I have also spent, I'm not proud of it. I've spent $60 on a candle. I need you to <laughs> explain yourself. <laughs> it smells really good. There's nothing that smells that good. It smells really good. Did it smell like diamonds and four, dollar bills? I bought a four candle set for a hundred bucks. <laughs> and it was we were lovely. joking about it before, but we are breaking up today. <laughs> I can't. I can't be a part of this. <laughs> I have a weakness, and it's for candles. Especially, well, you know what? It benefited me this time. Especially fall-scented candles. That's my favorite candle season is fall. What are we talking, pumpkin spice? We're talking a pumpkin spice. We're talking a little sweater weather, which is like a juniper and like a pine. Sure. I like a pine. It's a little too Christmassy sometimes. See, there's a balance. Yeah. You got it. You got it. It's got to be the right sniff. Yeah, this one's really good. Yeah. This one's a year longer. I can't describe it in any way. Yeah. It says caution on the bottom. <laughs> caution. <laughs> Your friend will kill you. <laughs> She, this, this is not an empty threat. <laughs> this will actually happen. Gosh, take heed, find new friends. <laughs> Except for keep that one up. Yeah. Because she, because she crazy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love like a fall scented candle. Like sure. those are They are my... cozy vibe. Yeah, like mm-hmm. these are vanilla, like vanilla candles. Vanilla That great. are just like warm and yeah. like a big warm hug. Mm-hmm. I get my candles that I don't burn at TG Maxx because they're much less expensive. Yeah, I get them at the Queen's House, apparently. <laughs> Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works. You know. But then they have Candle Day, I which is like $7 for a three-wick candle. You should have waited. I do. And I go ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. <laughs> I go ham sandwich on those candles. <laughs> Brian knows when it's candle because a big box will just show up. Been candling. You have a verb for it. No, I said when it's been candle day. But now I'm gonna call it candling. I've been candling. I've been candling. <laughs> Why does that make me think like I should be like you know an you know someone from like the 1700s and like a bonnet walking sure. around with like a candle. You could be. I'm going <laughs> That'll be your Halloween costume. But they probably didn't smell that when good. When you're at home. No, they didn't smell good. Back in the day. People didn't smell good. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Which, speaking of, that's, I don't either. That's probably why they came up with scented candles. I started showering only once a week. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I go in the office Tuesday and Wednesday. So you shower Monday night. I shower Tuesday morning. Oh, you're a morning shower. I'm a morning shower. Oh, I'm a night shower. Because when I sleep, my hair gets crazy. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday, down, perfect, mm-hmm. beautiful. Wednesday. Back in a pony. Back in a pony. And sometimes I'll braid it up the back so it looks like I'm like going to a wedding or something. Girl. <laughs> no, People I... think I have it together. I do not. <laughs> Fooled you. Fooled you. No, I am a night shower. You just what's happening? I don't know. I'm very confused. How long is your hair? Oh, it's long. I've only seen your hair down like maybe oh, it twice. Is, it is like if I pull the curl, it's like down to here. 
Take it out. I'm not joking. Well, it's like I haven't washed it in a couple days. So it's a little, Clearly like, neither have I. Like, oh, dang, girl. Like when I just pull the curl. You could be a mermaid. And then, boop. <laughs> it's still long that way. Yeah. But it, like, significantly, you like, boop. You do have quite the hair. I do. But I, I only wash my hair once or twice a week. Yeah. I bathe every day. I don't. <laughs> I either, I, take I know I'm wearing this amazing shirt and I'm like, I don't want to get it stinky because I want to bring it with me where I go this weekend. Well, just sit like this. <laughs> no, it's too late. Oh, well, we're doomed. We're doomed. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, what else? Anything else on your recently liked no, tab? I, you know, I did you say the only thing that I like I liked recently was... Was was Freya? It was our girl? It was our girl Freya? Like, I don't know. It's way too hot. So you have to concentrate. I hate it. I hate everything about <laughs> it's it. Too hot to read the news. It's too hot. I oh, I, I read the news, but I just don't. Can we talk about how all these droughts are bringing up dinosaur footprints? Yes. Because that's kind of the coolest thing of all time. It is. And then, like, the. What and was also, it? how? Like, how, why isn't the ground soggy? That's a good question. I need some science. Why is the ground hard? <laughs> if you're a scientist, I need you to reach out immediately. We need to understand. Well, like, and they found, a, like, a Nazi warship. Oh, golly. And they found in, I think, Japan or somewhere in Asia. Um, an old Buddhist temple <gasps> that was like submerged underwater. Oh, it had to have been deep down there if nobody knew it was yeah. there. And we can't forget about all the bodies that are that are like <laughs> popping up in Lake Mead. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm that person that only reads the art. The headlines. The he- Absolutely. Headlines, yeah. But Don't I need saw one. <laughs> so one today that said. This man was identified out of Lake Mead oh. as a person who, quote-unquote, drowned, like, 20 years ago. Oh. So was like, he in a barrel? I don't <laughs> See, I told you I already I only read that. Well, no he probably was in a barrel if they were able to, like, because that's where they found all the bodies have been in barrels. Yeah, the mafia. Mm-hmm. You know what? They're going to crack your case <gasps> of what's-his-name. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> Update. Still not update. found. Update. <laughs> There's an important update on Jimmy Hoff, everybody. He's still missing. He's still missing. <laughs> I thought it was important to share. They he's, thought they you know found what? him, but he's not. Of all the places he could be, now we know he's not there. Exactly. Not You're dumpster. welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. Thank you. People of the world. Thank you so much. I'm here for all your you're Hoffa updates. A, you're a... A journalist, I am with the utmost integrity. Investigative journalism. It's we my, will solve the case. It's my jam. <laughs> Watch out, Paul Holes. I'm coming for you, again. Watch out. <laughs> uh, also, Paul Holes. He got. I mean, that one podcast. We never talked about that on here. No, we didn't. We we <laughs> glazed right over it. Yeah. We like, well, because I don't know. It was one of those things. Like they both have. Like, I don't know who to believe, so I don't want to say Yeah. Either. Well, Paul Holes had a podcast. Paul Holes is perfect. He's don't perfect. Don't get me wrong. His co-host. Was not. Was maybe not, or acquainted himself with someone with who. The wrong Accused people. him of not. Someone who would burn their house down. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. I haven't watched 50 hours of interview like I did with Johnny Depp and Amber. 
Do you know there's a rumor that he is going to be in the new Adams Family TV show that's I coming to Netflix? He's going to be in Adams Family TV show. There's a rumor he's going to be Uncle Fester. So that was the guy, that, that was Doc from Back to the Future, wasn't it? Sounds right. Feels right. Feels right. <laughs> you know what? He could pull it off, though. Johnny Depp can pull off anything. He was Anything. The, he was the weird... The Mad Hatter? The Mad Hatter. Thank you so much. You're I can't welcome. believe you You're got welcome. that. You saw the picture in my brain. I, I was did. trying to... I saw bright red hair. Oh. Yes, and that's I exactly like, what I was about to say. <laughs> and he was Charlie in the Chocolate. He was the... He, Edward Scissorhands? Edward Scissorhands? Willy Wonka? Willy Wonka, thank you. That's the And our boy, one. Captain Jack Sparrow? He's diverse. I mean, come on. Get now. him to play a normal person, you can't. He was also Whitey Bulger. <laughs> what? Yeah. In what? A movie about Whitey Bulger. <laughs> was it called Whitey Bulger? No, it's um, Black Mass. Oh, that's different than white. It's the <laughs> exact opposite. It's like <laughs> Black Concave. Yeah. Instead of Whitey Bulger. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anybody, call me. But I've got ideas. Yeah, no, he was Whitey Bulger. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm going to have to... It's a good movie. It's a really good Is movie. it? Yeah, it's really good. He was in Blow. Wasn't that him? Yeah. He's a drug dealer. Yeah, he was in... Are we just going to run through filmography? So. <laughs> Seems like it. The Window. Did you ever see that? <gasps> secret Window? The Secret oh. Window. Spoiler. Oh, it was him the whole time. It was him the whole time. And yeah. John, John Turturro. Sure. Plays the creepy guy. Johnny Depp's the creepy guy. No, 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 no. The other creepy guy. The creepy guy that he thinks is like, you stole my farm. <laughs> or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. I only remember that. Much like The Sixth Sense, who was dead the whole time. 30 year spoiler. <laughs> He was the one opening his own window. Right. Or whatever. It was, I, I, I own that movie. I you loved do? it so much. Yeah. I love it so much. I bet I could get it for free on the internet. I was going to say, bring it over. Well, but. I bought it many, many a year ago. Moons, yeah. Pre-Netflix. Sure. Like, when people still had DVD players. Yeah, when <laughs> streaming wasn't a thing. No. Can you imagine? What a, what a cave era. What a, what a time era. <laughs> Like I like if you think about our generation, there's been so many things like introduced that like we've lived through like pre computers. Pre computers. Like when when a computer was like you maybe had one at your mm-hmm. house or But there was a whole room for it. It had to be a room. Yeah. My sister did her senior project and it was a PowerPoint presentation Ooh. and it blew everyone's minds. People were like, you can do what? Well, of course Emily did. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I know. Yeah, no, we like computers becoming like a part of daily life. Yeah. Pre-smartphone. Never. You Dude. couldn't even be on the computer and the phone at the same time. No, you had, and if, heaven forbid someone picked up the phone. <laughs> we were actually, and we were at least after party lines. Where, like, yeah. Every, the whole neighborhood shared the same line. Yeah, we were we were after party lines. That would have been fun, though. I would have really but we were enjoyed also, listening you know, to other people's conversations. That's oh, the that podcast. Would, That's their original podcast. It is. Just the party line. <laughs> <laughs> it's the live, live hot goss. <laughs> the live hot neighbor. Ooh, the neighborhood watch. Ooh. Goss. Oh, can you imagine? Oh. 
pre-smartphones, pre-9-11, you pre- could just walk onto an airplane. You sure could. I don't remember pre- that, but I, well, like, I did. Fax machine sure. times. And I that was like a consistent thing was a fax machine? I still don't understand. Like, how do I write my name in my handwriting and it ends up in New York? It's magic. I don't understand. I still don't understand. Like, computers, I'm fine with. The fax machine, I'm still not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still confused by it. It's, it's the devil. It's devil magic. You know it is. It's devil magic. The devil <laughs> I will. Oh, so speaking of double magic, always uh, we always are. I <laughs> you watched. Know I, um, I so like you that. know, I'm a big, I'm a big South Park fan. Yes, I do. I know love that. a South Park. <clears throat> I think Matt and Trey are hilarious. They're the creators of South Park. We're on a first name basis. <laughs> I think they are geniuses and they are hilarious. Um, I haven't watched South Park in ten years. At so least. this year is the 25th anniversary Mm. of South Park. Okay. And they did a 25th anniversary concert. What does that mean? They played all of the songs that they sing Uh, in South Park. Yep, they did that one. (laughs) That's like the main entry. The the main main song and then they have like other little songs that are like that they'll do for an episode. Okay. It was hilarious. It was perfect. It was beautiful. I have now watched it twice. (laughs) It's great. <laughs> is it like live music? Is it yeah. humans? Is it? Yeah. It's a little cut out paper. People? No, it's the guys are doing it and they're doing all the voices of the kids, so which the creators, is hilarious to watch. The cre- there's how many people are involved in the creation of South Park? In like, the making. Well, they have like a whole team, but like, you mean who does the voices? Yeah. There's honestly like three or four people who Shut do the voices up. for everybody. They have like one female. Who does all of the women? Well, because diversity. Because diversity. Um, <laughs> you can't just have to have boys and be a woman. And then the majority are done by Matt and Trey. That's incredible. Which like no makes idea. me love it even more because yeah, I'm so sitting much more there respect. And I'm like, you're funny, a writer, and an impressionist, and they or can whatever. play music, and. A musician that's and not... sing songs in the voice of the character. I'm upset. I went from being impressed to upset. They're amazing. You don't get that many talents. No, but they have them, and they're from Colorado. <sighs> Just kidding. I love Colorado. <laughs> I do too. I went there once. It was great. <laughs> oh, you got barf done. I sure did. <laughs> On the way. We all sure know. did. <laughs> oh man! Oh and Brian, man! Brian, I went to South Park, Colorado. We were in Colorado. I get it. There's a place called South Park. I didn't know okay. that. Because there's like, where are the Simpsons from? There's like so many of those. Oh, Springfield? Springfield. There's like one in every state. I never watched. It was really weird. So I've never watched <coughs> The Simpsons, and I think it's ingrained in my brain that. They're enemies. Yeah, that I can't watch it because it's <laughs> you not like good two cartoons. Like, it's not like. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Like, it was intentional, sure. like, as a kid. Don't watch. You can't watch The Simpsons. Stay home alone all night. Yeah. But That's don't watch fine. The Simpsons. <laughs> You're going to grow up with no trauma. But don't watch The Simpsons. Don't watch The Simpsons. Because uh, the one guy says, don't. Yeah. <laughs> but then here, here I am watching South Park. Yeah. Where they had death threats over an episode. Perfect. Perfect. I think The Simpsons is funny. I've seen, I mean, I don't really, I, the, I don't love adult cartoons for some reason. 
I am selective. Sure. So I love South Park. Yeah. I love Big Mouth. And they've heard spin-off funny. human resources. Oh, that's the one where the Mothman is the HR. That's inside job. That's inside job. Where the Mothman is like the head of HR. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Which, by the way, I forgot it's to mention, you got me a Mothman sticker. Sure did. And a different one. This is Rocks Are Red. It says Rocks Are Red. <laughs> and it's a picture of Arch, the Arch from Arch's National Park. I'm glad you knew that because yeah. I was like, oh, cool, it's rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very famous rock. I'm like, cool, it's a rock. <laughs> I'm the walking, talking subpar parks. Yes, right I know. Here. And you got me that. Yeah, I did. <sighs> well, that was that was a nice little banter. I know. We haven't I done that feel in a long time. Like I just couldn't stop talking for some reason. I've, that's as much wine as I've had. I'm not. No, you're relatively sober for an episode. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the episode, I'll finish a glass. But no, I'm we nice. haven't done a nice a banter in a while. I know. I feel like we. Needed it. We need it. Maybe we needed a break. We needed a break. We needed a break. We didn't know it. It's like here we go. Maybe the problem is that we talk every day. <laughs> that is. We don't maybe have. that is the problem. <laughs> we don't have anything to talk about when we get here. No, it's like, like I know everything that happened throughout your day. Great, cool. It's like a married couple that also works together. <laughs> Basically. Did you, you should did have you explain what your bag looks like, by the way? Or did oh, you just say no. you got a bag? Because I heard you say you got a bag. I did not hear you say no, you explained. It's got cats who are in space with shooting lasers out of their eyes. <laughs> it's. I took a picture. I'll post it. It's great. I'll have to. And I think out one of the cats actually looks like Penny. This one. Okay. Right there. Oh. This one. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of looks like Penny. Yeah. A little lighter version of Penny. Um, this one's Penny's attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Mad at me. For some reason. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to Target for that fire. Target? Are you kidding me? Target, yeah. Was this in, was the candle in Etsy? Candle was in Etsy. Candles in Etsy. Glass was in Etsy. Glass was in Etsy. Uh, card was Target. And then shirt and stickers were from Woodline Apparel. Ha- uh, sponsor us. Sponsor Woodline us Woodline Apparel. Apparel because they have an entire mythical creature no. slash no. national park no. line. No. They have a line, Clara. Entire line I can't, of shirts and stickers. I can't process this. It's great. What? I Woodline Apparel. Hate everybody. Why has no one told me about this before? <laughs> McKenna told me. McKenna <laughs> is the. We should start paying her. <laughs> <laughs> we really should. As the intern. I told her. I was like, oh, well, you just helped me with Clara's birthday gift. Oh Thank you. Oh, my gosh. We kind of... And she's like, happy to, be, happy to be a part of it. <laughs> so, yeah. Woodline Apparel. Wow. We will we will take some things. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's a whole... You got to check. After we're done, you yeah. have to check I'm it out. I'm like, it's can we stop now? Hilarious. <laughs> Is this long enough? Technically, can I? we can. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually really like my story today. Yeah. Speaking of which, we are at the end of Sea Based August. August. Sea Based Stories. Sea August. September. Pre September. Pre September. <laughs> the month before September. Talking about the sea. <sighs> I've really enjoyed this month. I have too. I think there the ocean is 
so crazy. It really is. We know more about Mars than we do the bottom of the ocean. Very true. Isn't that insane? But all of my stories have been like disasters. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, except for Atlantis. Because Atlantis The true story of (laughs) The true story of Atlantis doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I swear the majority of my stories could be like one sentence in it, but I stretch it out. (laughs) Yeah. In the minutes. I was asking my sister-in-law and brother. And your niece. And my niece. Yesterday. Who, I'm going to say it, she gave the best one. I know. And I think we'll have to do another sea-based August next year, too, because I've really been enjoying this. Oh, yeah, we need to. There's so many options. So many. Uh, oh, yeah. They're, like, mystery ships that just disappear and no yeah. one knows why. Like, the ships come back, but the people don't. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. How what? does that? There was one I was reading. It was, like. The Mary Celeste. Maybe it was like the ship came back and it yeah. was like there were laptops on and oh, like I haven't heard of that. Everything looked like it was normal, but there was no people. What? Yeah, I didn't do that one, but okay, we're gonna have to do yep. this one again. I really enjoyed it because it's so mysterious. Everything's so, mysterious. Yeah. We don't know what's going on under it. No, there's so much that like if there were two boats trying to hit each other, one leaving from. I don't know. Seattle. The other one leaving from Sydney or something. Yeah. They tried to hit each other. They couldn't. Yeah. Without a map. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's huge. It's crazy. The it's only crazy. person that knows what's on the bottom of the ocean is James Cameron. Because he's been there. James Cameron. The bravest pioneer. <laughs> yes. The bravest pioneer of the sea. James Cameron. James Cameron. <laughs> I've read that book. <laughs> All right. Okay. You want to go first? I know you're really excited I about yours. I do. Okay. First of all, or no, second of all, my niece's idea was the pod pod where we talk about pods of whales, which, which I really want to do one time because I love orcas specifically. Oh. Perhaps you could talk about dolphins. I'll pick another. I almost said marsupial, but they're not marsupials. <laughs> what is a marsupial? Like a koala. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a yeah. marsupial. They don't have the koalifications to be a bear. They do not. <laughs> but, um... She's here all week, people. Okay, and then my brother suggested Ernest Shackleton. Kobe Jack Cheese. Kobe Jack Cheese, which, whom I'm I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm sorry. I feel funny. If you didn't catch on, she's talking about Ernest Shackleton. Shackleton? Shackleman. Shackleton. Shackleton. Ernest Shackleton was born on February 15th, 1874. He was the second of ten children in his Obviously, traditional Irish Catholic family. Got a little of those Irish Catholics. In Ireland. Um, he loved to read, especially adventure books, but otherwise he was just fine at school. Uh, he graduated fifth in his class of 31. <laughs> I like, love those old school like, it's like classes not where it's like there was 30 people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he later said, paraphrasing, that he never learned much geography at school and, and literature, too. Like, you had to spend too much time dissecting it and made it not fun anymore, which I'm, honestly I agree with. I mean, yeah. Just let me read the book. Don't tell me yeah. there's... I don't want to find the hidden meaning. And I just want English Catcher class in the to book club, basically. I just want to read and then maybe talk about the book. Or just read. Sure. Or just drink wine. Either <laughs> When he was 16, he was allowed to leave school and go to the sea. His Ooh. father was able to secure him a berth with the Northwest Shipping Company, 
aboard a sailing ship, the Houghton Tower. Houghton Tower? Probably. Sounds like a Hootenanny. Hootenanny of the Houghton Tower. Uh, he worked on this vessel for the following 10 years, and he was able to learn the ways of the sea. The Northwest Shipping Company, you know, you've heard of her. They go everywhere. Um, and so he was able to travel all over, the, all over the world and meet lots of acquaintances from everywhere, um, kind of learning how to get along with everybody. Nice. You know, like, I mean, I feel like sailors aren't probably the most refined people. And if I've learned anything from Below Deck... <laughs> No. Yeah, but and then like meeting people all all over the world. Yeah. yeah. So he was able to like, not really a chameleon because he wasn't like pretending, but he was just really personable and able mm-hmm. to get along with a lot of people. So, August nineteen, nope, eighteen <laughs> nope. ninety four, he Ooh. passed his test and became a second mate and accepted a post as third officer on a. Tramp steamer. I'm sorry, a what? Basically, a tramp steamer is a boat that doesn't have a fixed schedule or ports that it goes to, like, on a regular basis. It's like like a bus, you know, has a route that never changes. Mm-hmm. You can count on it. The tramp trade would go, like, wherever it was needed. So, so like an Uber, I guess, if we're... Or... Like an Uber. Like an More Uber. More appropriately like than where your mind went. An Uber. Anyway, so two years after that, he obtains his first mate's ticket. And in 1898, he was certified as a master mariner, qualifying Ooh. him to command a British ship anywhere in the world. Ooh. In 1898, he joins a boat, uh, which is a regular male and male like uh, USPS. And okay. passenger carrier between Southampton and Cape Town, so ooh, that's quite a quite a quite a haul, quite a journey. Um, but then the Boer War breaks out. B o e r is that how you say that? Yeah, okay. I'll go with it. Okay, great. Um, which is a conflict between the British Empire and South Africa. So like sailing between them in that not a navy boat is like not really something you can do. Mm, no. So he's transferred to the troop ship. Tintagel Castle. Sure. Probably. Which is a Navy boat. <clears throat> and while he's there, he meets Cedric Longstaff. Cedric Diggory. You can't hear the word, hear the name Cedric and not think of Cedric Diggory. No, you can't. And I just watched Harry Potter recently. You did? Well, like, for the first time <gasps> recently, within the last, like, year. Cedric Longstaff's father is Llewellyn Longstaff, <laughs> who happens to be the main financial backer of the National Antarctic Expedition, Ooh. which was being organized in London at the time. So Ernest, Ern, Ernest, yeah, I keep mm-hmm. wanting to say Ernst, but Ernest, Ernst was like, yo, Cedric, hook it up with your, a meeting with your dad, because he wanted a place on this expedition to the Antarctic. Like, it's super unexplored at this time. And it's so a, yeah. he does. And Llewellyn Longstaff is like, you know, I really like the cut of your jib. So, like, you should talk the to... The what of your what? The cut of your jib. Cut and of he, your gin? Jib. Oh. He likes him. Okay. He likes I'm his what? attitude and spirit. You're a cool cat. And his vibe. Nowadays, the it vibes would be are like, on. I like your vibe. The cut of your jib. 
Um, so he's like, you should take, uh, or no, you should talk to the expedition's overlord, <laughs> who's Clements Markham. Overlord. He's like, Such a funny word. It's quite, it's uh, aggressive. It's very aggressive. And he's like, I'll tell Clements that he should pick you to go. So Clements Markham. I don't know what's going on with names of the turn of the century, but there are a lot. We had a moment. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're in that now with like all the McKinleys and sure, all the last names, as first names. Yeah, Jackson. Everly. Well, that's uh-huh. just one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, Clements was the president of the Royal Geographical Society. And he had created the British National Antarctic Expedition. 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 <laughs> Expedition. <laughs> so that was his brainchild. And the objective included scientific and geographical discovery in Antarctica. Fancy. So this expedition called the Discovery. Ooh. Not a very creative name. They were super creative. I know. <laughs> was led by Robert Falcon Scott. <gasps> Middle name was Falcon. Falcon, isn't that so cool? Was he part bird? Yeah. Did he have talents? He had sharp talents. If I ever had a kid, their middle name would be something crazy like that, like Lightning or Falcon. Anyways, uh, 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 so he, uh, Robert Falcon Scott, he was a Royal Navy torpedo torpedo. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? (laughs) Torpedo lieutenant. Torpedo. He was the torpedo lieutenant who had just been promoted to commander. Okay, so. Mazel. Mazel. Ernst gets hired. He's in charge of seawater analysis. Oh, hey. Wardroom caterer. Oh. He's in charge of the holds, stores provisions, and he arranged the entertainment. He's he is, basically a stew. He's the chief stew. He's chief stew. He's chief stew. Uh, the Don't dis- get caught with volume. <laughs> the Discovery and the crew departed London on July 31st, 1901. And they were going to go to Cape Town and then New Zealand and then to the Antarctic coast. Ooh. A different steward on the Discovery said that Ernest was the most popular person on the boat. Everyone loved him because he could mix, he could like, you know, like I said earlier. He's Chief Stew. He could shoot the breeze with whoever. He's a Kate. He's a Kate, but he's a nicer Kate. God bless you, Kate. I love you so much. We love you. We love you, Kate. (laughs) Big fans. But he could like get along with everybody. Remember, that's what he kind of So more of like a Chief Stew, Aisha. Yes. Aisha was a Chief Stew. Aisha, yep. Um... Okay, so when they get to the Antarctic coast on January 8th, 1902, everyone loves him. So he's immediately asked if he wants, he's like, hey, do you want to go up on this experimental balloon flight with me? Ooh. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it's which I would too. He also participates in the first sledging trip. Ooh. And so they're like, you know, just dinking around there for a while, exploring until the winter comes. Remember, their seasons are opposite. Yeah. Um, and this... Discovery gets iced in, so they can't really go anywhere. And so Ernest is like, it's fine. I'll just take this time to be the editor for the expedition magazine, The South Polar Times. What a great name. Great name. November, it's summer again. So some of the crew, including Robert Falcon Scott, the leader, some guy named Wilson, and of course, 
earnest. Mm -hmm. Uh, They set out south with the intent to achieve the highest possible latitude, meaning most southern latitude. Uh, They, like, want to get to the South Pole. Yeah. Find the penguins. Find the penguins. (laughs) Pretty sure they're not only on the South Pole. (laughs) They did beat the current record and made it the farthest south latitude of all time, which at the time was 82 degrees, 17 minutes. Ooh. How did they know that, Which I assume is impressive. Like, how do you know that you've reached, like... Back in the day. Back in the day. No idea. Like, that you didn't reach, like, the most southern point. Your compass isn't twirling. Oh. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that the South Pole and the magnetic South Pole are different. Oh, that's Right. I don't know. I'll ask. I'll make a call. Uh, Ernest. (laughs) Ernest. Okay, so uh, they made it. They beat the record. I assume it's impressive. But the journey back wasn't fun. Shocker. Antarctica sucks. (laughs) Spoilies. I guess their dogs all got really sick from, like, bad dog food. And all 22 dogs died. (laughs) That sucks. Like, no sled dogs. Yeah, you can't go anywhere. Um, Unless you're going to have Phil pull you. Wilson. <laughs> Wilson Boyle. <laughs> or Falcon. I feel like he'd be good at. Cow! 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 Okay, so um, all three of the men at times suffered from sl- snow blindness, frostbite, and of course scurvy. Not that a lot dang of, scurvy! Not a lot of oranges out that was there. A, that's a big thing in that time is scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hear anybody getting scurvy now. Oh, my brother in law got scurvy. <laughs> Oh, I take that back. <laughs> when he was in college, I'm pretty sure. Emily, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's always made me laugh. <laughs> Scurvy. <laughs> he just didn't ever eat a fruit. <laughs> if it's not, actually, don't correct me. It's funny. Um, okay, so on the way back, Ernest was in bad shape. Um, in Wilson's diary, he said that Ernest got short-winded and was coughing all the time. With, quote, more serious symptoms that need not be detailed here. COVID. But which are of no small consequences. 160 miles from the ship. So, like, I think he pooped a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Something. He had some diarrhea. <laughs> he was pooping balls. He's upset to him. He needs that, um, what's the pink stuff called? Pepto-bismol. Pepto. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach. <laughs> diarrhea. diarrhea. But they made it back to the discovery eventually, and he had a doctor's examination, and, like, the diagnosis was inconclusive, but Robert Falcon Scott, the leader, he decided to send Ernest back mm-hmm. on the relief ship that was coming. But, like, kind of low-key, it sounds like Robert Falcon Scott didn't like Ernest because he was more popular than him. I love that you keep calling him <laughs> Scott. Well, it kept saying Scott in the art, quote-unquote, article, is Wikipedia, that I was reading. And I was like, who's that? But if you say Falcon, you know who that I'm is. In. Uh, in any case, he sails back up to New Zealand and then San Francisco and then New York, then England. So he's the first person to come back from Antarctica ever. Ooh. So he's actually super popular. And all sorts of people want his advice on, like, yeah. what you need, how to outfit your boat. When so you, Robert Falcon Scott's plan backfired. Yeah. Uh, he kind of wanders around on land from 1903 to 1907. He gets married. He has three kids. I'm not sure if it was in that time frame, but eventually he has three kids. Um, he tries a handful of jobs, but doesn't really take 
<laughs> he even lightly tries to get into politics, but is, un is unsuccessful there too. Um, and then he eventually makes friends with William Beardmore, of William Beardmore and Company, Ooh, <laughs> which is a British engineering and a shipbuilding company. Ooh. So it seems like he's rich and he knows about boats. Let's slide into those DMs. Yeah, right. So he gets a job at Beardmore Co. and just basically like talks really loud about how he wants to go on his own expedition to Antarctica. <laughs> You know, it would be nice. You know, it would be so cool. It would be so cool. So much fun. If I got sponsored to go to <laughs> Antarctica. What? So say something about Antarctica? <laughs> no, we're he talking like, about ants, keeps, <laughs> He keeps bringing it up like the most annoying person. Okay. So uh, he gets a job. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I already said that. Yeah. Er Ernest gets Ernest. Clements Markham on the horn. Remember him? He was the, uh, I can't remember exactly what the company was called, but the, the company that sponsored the first boat down. He gets okay. Clements on the horn. Oh, he's the president of the Royal Geographical Society. And right. he tells him about this plan, so they decide that the goal of this trip should be to find both the geographical as well as the magnetic south pole. Ooh. Like I said, they're different things. On January 1st, 1908. Ready for this? The Nimrod sets off the with Nimrod. British Arctic <laughs> expedition full of Nimrods who want to freeze to death discovery. That was also the name of a Green Day album. No. What? Green yes. Day. Green Day. Green Day head over here. That's unexpected. Yeah. Okay, so they're headed. Love you, Billy Joe. Huh? Billy Joe Armstrong, lead singer of Green Day. Okay, great. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're headed for the eastern sector. Of the Great Ice Barrier. Ooh. Like, that's your starting point. It's called the Great Ice Barrier? There might be a problem. Like, I'm... That's a hard pass for me. Yeah, it's a barrier. It's ice! And a barrier! Anyways, apparently the inlet had expanded since Ernest had been there the last time to afford... <gasps> You mean things changed over time? To form a large what? bay. And the bay, and in the bay were hundreds of whales. Whales. Which would be so That would be really cool. cool. Um, you know, they're creative. So they named it the Bay of Whales. Ah, <laughs> uh, those English. Okay, so they get there. It's icy. It's terrible. But Ernest, um, he's a people person. We know. Mm -hmm. So she's he's like, too. this is super fun. <laughs> like, we're having a good time. And so everyone, they're in good spirits. Four people get off the boat, uh, and kind of like before, they're going south. So, um, they, like, they just want to go so far south, they're walking north again. Uh-oh. You know, South Pole, right? Wouldn't yeah. that be... Yeah, oh yeah, you would. <laughs> That's their goal, I guess. I okay. don't know. I made that up, I don't know if it's accurate. We'll, we'll go with it. Um, so, Ernest and three other men, Frank Wilde, Eric mm -hmm. Marshall, and James Adams... Um, in relation to John Adams? Yes. I knew no, him. I have no idea. Um, they beat grumpy old Robert Falcon Scott and got a new furthest south latitude of 88 degrees 23 inches, which is just 112 miles from the pole. So Ooh. they were soups close. But on the way back, they almost starved to death. It was a whole thing. But they made it back. <clears throat> so... Um, and three other men on the expedition that were, you know, on the boat, that on the Nimrod, <laughs> <laughs> they went for a little different hike, and they 
did accomplish the first ascent of Mount Erebus and discovered the approximate location of the South Magnetic Pole. So all in all, it was a big success. Yeah. Um, And he, Ernest came back to the UK a hero. His wife asked if he was disappointed he hadn't made it to all the way to the pole, and he just replied, quote, a live donkey is better than a dead lion, isn't it? <laughs> Ernest, Ernest doesn't even make sense. That doesn't really make that much sense. <laughs> he's alive is what he's saying. Anyways, I think, I he, think the frostbite got to him. <laughs> frostbite of the brain. He came back a hero. He was knighted. Ooh. Making him Sir Ernest Shackleton. Sir Shackleton? He was awarded a gold medal by the Royal Geographical Society. Oh. Remember? Clements Markham. Oh, yeah, Clements. And then <laughs> Robert Falcon Scott. Oh, he back. had been awarded that same gold medal in the past when he first went down. And he literally asked if they could make Sir Ernest's medal a little bit smaller. <laughs> Robert Falcon Scott. <laughs> they didn't, though. Um, all the members of the Nimrod expedition were given silver polar medals, uh, and Sir Ernest was also appointed a young, younger brother of Trinity House, which apparently is oh. a significant honor for British mariners. Okay. And my favorite, he was appointed the Antarctic Postmaster <laughs> by New Zealand authorities. He's the postman. New Zealand's like, wait, we want to give you something too. Yeah, we, uh, forget about us. We'll make you the postman. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be a postman? Oh, everyone wants to. But remember, he delivered mail from wherever to That's South Africa. right. So he was a postman. He was kind of a postman. A jolly postman. Um, but he was super broke. <laughs> Apparently, there's not a lot of money in almost no, dying. Really? So he engaged in a strenuous schedule of public appearances, lectures, and social agreements. Um, but all the while... He was planning and scheming. So he sets up a new expedition titled the Imperial Trans-Antarctic Expedition in early 1914. So this time he's going to have two ships. Okay. Um, The first one is the Endurance and the other one's the Aurora. So the Mm -hmm. Endurance would bring the party down into the Waddell Sea. Mm -hmm. Probably pronounced that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean for this one bay. Probably named it because they saw penguins waddling. Oh, Waddle Sea. Nice one. You, we know they're not creative, so no. it probably is accurate. I mean, <laughs> checks out. Um, then six people, led by Sir Ernest, would begin crossing the continent, obviously swinging by the South Pole mm-hmm. on their way, um, and their journey would be about 1,800 miles. So the second ship, Aurora, mm-hmm. would be on the other side. It would have a supporting party. They'd be on the other side of the continent. They'd hike a bit ways in. Mm-hmm. There's a whole map. It's not quite halfway mm-hmm. because obviously if you go halfway, it's going the full distance. Yeah. So um, they start hiking in a bit and they have supplies and food. So basically they're leaving these like supplies bread trail of like bre- caches bre- of food, food and o- like or fuel or whatever. Oranges. And oranges. <laughs> And then when they got to the other side, there'd be a ship. They could all pile on, swing back around, pick up the um, endurance, and then they'd be good to go. Like, it's actually a super good idea. Yeah. Right? Like, That's really smart. Um, so he selected 56 men, 26 on each ship, 28 on each 
<laughs> Captain F. Wars. It's not even math. It's written down. I just said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Captain F. Worsley would com- Which, that's not right either. Uh-oh. 56 doesn't equal 28. No. Well. That's. No, that would. 8 and 8 is 16. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay. Ooh, thank 2 God. and 2 is 4. Add 1, 56. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Captain F. Worsley would command the Endurance and Jane Steinhouse, the Aurora. So there was actually 29 on one of the ship because there was a Pierce Blackborough that they found as a stowaway. Uh Oh. (laughs) He had snuck onto the boat and they're like, well, I guess it's too late. Well, you're here. Yeah, it's too late to turn around. So they made him a stew. (laughs) Also, they had 70 dogs. So like... If it wasn't all ra- out already, yeah. I am now. It was a nightmare. And there was one male cat named Mrs. Chippy. <laughs> That's the best name ever. Mrs. Chippy. <laughs> Mrs. Chippy, the male cat. The male cat. So the Endurance uh, departed from a small island called South Georgia for the Waddle Sea <laughs> on December 5th, 1914. Uh, apparently it had... It had been a cold spring and early summer in Antarctica, though, because there was a lot more ice than they had expected. Mm-hmm. So the progress was much slower. Um, when they were well into the Waddle Sea, um, conditions continued to grow worse until on January 19th, 1915, the endurance became frozen Uh-oh. in an ice flow. Oh, no. Which is basically like a giant slab of ice mm-hmm. that's not connected to anything. Nope. Versus a fast ice that's fastened to something. A ice flow is just like... It's free-flowing. Exactly. Got it. Um, so they were stuck in this floating... Uh-oh. That doesn't sound good. ...thing of ice. So like the exact opposite of the Titanic. So, and... <laughs> So now it's the middle of summer, right? They're Mm -hmm. summer. And they just got frozen in this thing. Like, it's not going to get any warmer. It's not going to get any better. Um, It's not melting. So they're going to have to wait until the next spring to hope to get out. So Sir Ernest orders everyone to convert the boat into a winter station. Mm -hmm. So that's what they do. They have to. Like, there's literally no other option. They have no choice. Yeah. So as the ice flow... Not is not connected to anything, they drift. Uh oh. So they slowly drift north until September. <laughs> September in Antarctica is spring, remember? So the ice fan finally starts to shift and break apart. But the problem is, is that ice water, when it turns into ice, expands. Mm-hmm. And when it shifts, it's basically putting a lot of pressure onto the boat. Uh oh. Um, and the endurance is in the middle of all that pressure. So the shifting, uh, ice is like kind of crushing the hole. That's kind of a problem. On October 24th, water begins to pour into the bottom of the boat. So not exactly opposite of the Titanic. Very similar, it sounds Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. So the ice had basically cracked a hole in the hole. You know, like a little crack. So yeah. we're in an emergency situation. Ernest is like, she's going down. Yeah. So, and he orders everyone to abandon ship. Um, the men work together to get all the provisions off and themselves off. Um, 
it was definitely sinking, but it was just a little crack, so it wasn't like it wasn't sinking fast. It took like a month almost to sink all the way. Oh wow! Yeah, so they had time to like get everything off, and they set up camp on this stupid floating piece of ice. That Ernest, they'd already been trapped on for Ernest, I expected like a year. better from you. What is he going to do? I don't know. Call a boat? It's 1900. They have do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I don't, I don't think they do close enough. Okay, so they set up camp. They're camping on a floating barge of ice in the middle of the ocean. Like, I can't imagine anything worse. That sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Plus, there's 70 dogs. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they were supposed to get off the boat a year ago. Oh, no. And here they are. It's like, And I can't imagine they, like, are eating a lot if they only had some I'm surprised they haven't right? started eating each other. Oh, I know. Okay, so they sit on this stupid piece of ice for two months, just, like, hoping it will float somewhere. God. Uh, just anywhere else, like, somewhere else. Um, but they don't. So Ernest decides, like, listen, it's time to get a more permanent shelter because we're just going to have to wait this out for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. between, like, a year <laughs> until it gets warm again to possibly forever. Like, those are... We're just stuck here. We're stuck. Um, so, and let's not forget, it's not getting warmer here, people. No. We're deep into um, spring. And, no, wait, opposite. We're getting, we're flirting with fall. We are? No, 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 no. No, that's not right. What are we doing? It's been a year. I forgot. It's been a year. So it is spring, almost summer, and on April 9th, their big, stupid piece of ice breaks. Oh, bother. And so, here we go again. Uh, emergency situation. So Sir Ernest decides it's time to get in the lifeboats. Oh, now he decides to get in the lifeboat. Which I'm mad. This is the first time hearing of the lifeboats. Ernest, you've had <laughs> lifeboats this whole time? <laughs> On the other hand, though, if the big ship got stuck, like, the lifeboats probably couldn't go anywhere either. Well, you could at least put them on the ice and, like, push them. <laughs> Ernest? Know. I don't know. Um, also, I'm they're mad. near, I know, they're near the bottom of South Africa, right? That's just how maps work. Um, and that is one of the most dangerous waters of all time. Um, Sharks. They're, well, no, the waves around Cape Horn oh. are known to be huge. They're known as the Cape Horn Rollers. Oh, okay. Which if waves have a name and like a title, you know, it's going to yeah, be Yeah, it's, it's not good. Inconsistent. So these rollers measure as high as 60 feet. 60 feet waves. That's gigantic. That's a six-story building. That's huge for a wave. And my dad has gone around Cape Horn in a boat, and he said you could look out the window, and you it would be underwater, and then you would look and, like, keep watching, and it would be the sky. Oh, like, I would that's how much you're sick. Isn't that insane? That's nuts. No, thank you. What hasn't Paul done? I know, right? <laughs> like, that's my question. What hasn't he done? He did that when there was this huge storm here and we lost power for like seven days. And he just decided to go to South Africa? America. Uh, He was already there when it happened. Uh, He was going through that when we were like, I can't wash my hair. So go. (laughs) Okay, so they get into these three lifeboats. 
into 60 foot waves. We'll be fine. And they're just like rowing for five days they row. (laughs) (laughs) And the the sturdiest of these boats, which was 22 feet long. Mm. So that's not very long. No. For like a rowboat. Um, Anyways, they land at Elephant Island, 346 miles from where the Endurance sank. These men touched solid ground for the first time in 497 days. Horrifying. That's horrifying. It's not over. Elephant Island. Oh, great. um, You know it as that vacation destination, right? Mm Mm-hmm. No. (laughs) Yeah. It's a super inhospitable place. Like, not near any shipping routes. Um... There's no vegetation. It, it had like fre- it did have fresh water, which was good. Oh, that's good. And it had seals and penguins, so they could eat and also burn like the fat from the seals mm-hmm. for fuel. So at least they had that. But it wasn't like I said near any like no one was going to drive by and see yeah. Them. So their chances of getting off were super slim. Sweet. Um. And they're sick of being. <laughs> If I I had to guess. (laughs) So, after what I assumed to be just a bunch of ugly crying, Sir Ernest and five other men decide they're going to go get help. So, two of the five, quote, begged to go. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be me. No. Um, For the other three, Ernest asked for volunteers. um, And he chose one guy that was a really good sailor and great at navigating in difficult circumstances. And then he chose two kind of awkward troublemakers so that Mm. he could basically keep an eye on them. um, And so that the camp at Elephant Island would keep a higher morale. Oh, yeah. Because he's a hero. So they get into a 22-foot... Or no, the boat is a 22-foot open rowboat that basically someone stuck a mast on. (laughs) There's no shelter opportunities. Um... And they're going to try and go back to South Georgia, the little island that they left from, Mm -hmm. which was 830 miles away. So they broke up one of the other boats that they had come on. Remember, there was three. Yeah. um, To make the sides of the James Carid, which was the boat they were going on, higher by like eight to ten inches. Um, And they made a makeshift wood cover Mm -hmm. on like part of the boat over half. Um, so that you could just be out of the direct weather for a second, at least. Smart, smart. Yeah. They also took the mast from one of the other boats and put it along the length of the keel to try and strengthen it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then they took a mast off the other boat to make it a catch, a.k.a. two sails. Two sails. Mm-hmm. And they put one ton of ballast in it to make it less tippy. Ooh. One ton. That's Sounds a like lot a of ballast. And then all the other guys are like, good luck. Have fun. Bye. Um, They took enough provisions for a month because they said if they hadn't made it by then, they're dead. (laughs) They don't need more than that. I mean, valid. Yeah, fair. So on April 24th, 1916, they're off. They established an onboard routine of two three-man watches. So one man would be at the helm, the other at the sails, and the third just constantly bailing. Yeah. And then the other three would just be under that little shelter, lightly crying for the rest lightly, of the time. Lightly, the whole time. Just yeah. Sobbing. Um, then after an established amount of time, they'd switch. 
And Sir Ernest said that changing places, quote, had to have its humorous side if it had not involved us so many eggs and pains. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, there's 60-foot waves and yeah. you're trying to, like, trade places with you're the like, person. Hold on! Like, your feet aren't I'm touching coming. the ground. <laughs> um, by the first day, they ended up figuring that they had gone about 150 miles. And so they were um, getting clear of all the ice, but now they were just, like, dead center in Drake's Passage, which is basically... A part of the world that the water goes around and doesn't touch any land oh. at any point. Um, and so part of the bottom of Cape Horn that we talked about earlier is part of this. So the waves are just tremendous. Ooh. Huge. By April 29th, they think they had probably gone 270 miles. And after this, the navigator said that navigation became, quote, a merry jest of guesswork. <laughs> You see, they're traveling by where the sun was. But okay. At the end of April in Antarctica, what happens? The sun stops coming up. That's a problem. That's a big That's a problem. Big old problem. Um, and there are no stars because winter in Antarctica, and I assume there's lots of clouds. It's pretty dark. Um, I know there's lots of wind because the James Carid was only kept afloat by continuous bailing. The spray of the water. Now started freezing before it pelted onto their face. Comfortable. Great. Comfortable. Love it. Um, and they had to now crawl out of the makeshift little stupid hole with an axe to chip away the ice from the deck and the rigging. Love it. Because when you sail, the boat pitches to one side or the other, depending on where the sail mm -hmm. is. Um, and the further one side is into the water, the more spray the more ice, the heavier it is, so they're going to tip over. Oh. So they have to constantly be axing it off yeah. in order to not capsize the boat. So much for that ballast to make it less tippy. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, good thing they had it, though. Sure. Um, they had to stop with a sea anchor because they're just like, no, like, no, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. This is insane. <laughs> so they waited 48 hours until the wind finally dropped sufficiently that they could put up their sail and keep going. Then on May 4th, I think they might have seen a star or something, and they were like, who even cares? Let's call it 290 miles from South Georgia. Nobody cares. <laughs> Except we care deeply. <laughs> on May 5th, they see the largest sea so far. Oh, jeez. And now it's all hands on bail duty. They just had to frantically bail this ice water to keep them afloat. Like, this is a nightmare This is situation. terrible. I hate everything about I this. I am so uncomfortable. On May 6th, one of the men just stopped being an active member of the crew. Took a nap. They're like, I'm out. <laughs> Simply Peace. cannot. Um, and everyone else was also fading fast. On May 7th, someone saw seaweed. <gasps> oh, that's good. Sweet, sweet seaweed. Then the next morning, there were birds, including birds. cormorants, probably, which apparently are known to not fly too far away from land. Oh. Not a seagull covered in curry. <laughs> if only oh my gosh that'd be a dream come true on may 8th uh they could finally see the first sighting of south georgia yay they did it almost as they approached the seas were too crazy oh boy. and so they couldn't immediately land without just crashing into the glyphs mm -hmm. so they had to wait another 24 hours before they could finally risk getting it to shore mm -hmm. They did. Here's the thing, though. The island sucks, too. <laughs> wow. There's not a lot of people on it. 
Like, it's not like Hawaii. Yeah. Um, so they beach their boat. They leave the three weakest people behind because the one guy's still napping. Yeah. He's and the like, other two are like, I don't want to. I don't want to leave. <laughs> um, and then they put screws into their boots for traction. Okay. Keep in mind it's dark. Mm-hmm. Still. All day, all night. It's terrible. Uh, and they don't have a map because it's literally never been done before. So the three men began the first confirmed land crossing um, of South Georgia interior to find someone. Just anyone. anybody. Anyone at this point. Uh, they walked for 36 hours straight without stopping Ooh. before they finally reached a town called Stormness. Okay. Which is fitting. Yeah. Um, okay, so Ernest. Uh, so they get rescued. Huzzah. The, they get a boat to go get the other three lazy guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ernest tries three times to get back to Elephant Island to rescue the rest of his men. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the third time, finally with a steam tug, Yelcho. Yelcho! The entire party was brought to safety, Yay. reaching Chile on September 3rd, 1916. All of the men survived. Yay! Isn't that incredible? That is incredible. It's incredible. The Aurora, however, remember the ship that was going to be on the other side? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did, did they not get word and they're still waiting? <laughs> they're there to this day. To this day, they're still waiting. <laughs> no, they, um, so they put, they sent out three people to go put the, like, caches, the crumb trail of yeah. stuff. Um, and then the Aurora's anchor, like, I don't know, something happened to it. And so... The Aurora was carried out to sea, and they weren't able to get back. Oh, no. And so it drifted around for a while, but eventually they're like, we can't get back. So they went back to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Ernest hears this, he's like, um, let's go get them. That's my boat. Like, hello, those are my people. So he sails the Aurora back, and um, the they those three men had died. Oh. Obviously, they didn't have any yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, the James Carrig, the dinghy, basically, was returned to England in 1919. Um, and then when Ernest got back, they're like, oh, I forgot you wouldn't know. World War One started. <laughs> We're in a war. <laughs> so he joins the military for a bit. But in 1921, and I no longer feel sorry for him, he goes back to Antarctica. Ernest... He died in 1922 of a sudden heart attack, and his wife was like, just bury him there. (laughs) Keep him there. (laughs) Which I would, too. So he's buried in South Georgia. Um, The physician that was with him when he died, he was like the boat physician, so they're friends, too. He said of the burial site, quote, I think this is um, as the boss would have had it himself, standing lonely in an island far from civilization, surrounded by stormy tempests tempestuous seas and in the the vicinity of one of his greatest exploits. Historian Caroline Alexander comments later, (laughs) like now times, quote, they could hardly have known or cared that the carefully weighted judgment of authorities yet to come, the voyage of the James Carrad would be ranked as one of the greatest boat journeys ever accomplished. There's a statue of Sir Ernest Shackleton outside of the Royal Geography Society. In 2002, the BBC conducted a poll to determine the 100 greatest Britons. 
which is hilarious to I me. love that. Um, and Ernest was voted number 11. Ooh. And remember Robert Falcon Scott? Kind of his rival. So rival. Number 12. His frenemy. He was 54. Oh, take that, Second. Robert Falcon Scott. Guesses on who is number one? The Queen. Mm, Winston Churchill. Oh, okay. Close. And finally, on March 9th, 2022. Oh, this was soon. This was recent. recent. <laughs> the endurance was found. It was. Obviously under the surface of the ocean, but well, yeah, they, they found, found it. it. Isn't that incredible? That is incredible. Mm-hmm. So that is the story of super cool Ernest Shackleton. That was so interesting. Wasn't it? That was so cool. I had never heard of it. I want to say thank you, Colby, because that this was the best day of work I've had in a while. Colby Jack Cheese. <laughs> yeah, I was I was so interesting. I thought it was so cool. I can't believe I didn't, hadn't heard that story. Me neither. I feel like I should have paid attention in school a little right? better. <laughs> well, okay. Mine Sorry it was so long though. No, it's fine. Mine is actually a little shorter. Okay, great. So perfect. I'm talking about the perfect storm. <gasps> Like the movie? Like the movie. Ah, okay, okay, okay. okay so that was okay. actually my inspiration. Yes, of course We're talking about this because Brian was watching mm. The Perfect Storm, and I'm like, you know what? what? I should do, st- I should do like about The Perfect Storm. Like last night I was watching it? No, this was like a couple weeks ago. Okay. And I kept it in the, in the back. In the, okay. In the, Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. So I'm going to talk about The Perfect so Storm. based off a of true story, I assume. You're it not is. talking about the movie? <laughs> so George Clooney. <laughs> Heard of him. <laughs> Heard of him. Um, no, this is a, it's actually a true story. I did not know it was a true story until, like, the right beginning now. of the movie when they say, based on a true story. And Ooh. I'm like, what? Okay, tell me everything. So, the perfect storm originated from a... This is actually going to get really scientific and technical. I'm in. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> the perfect storm originated from a cold front that exited the east coast of the United States. Okay. So, cold, wa- cold sure. air front. There was a front of it. There was a front of it. It was cold. It whooshed. Uh, on October 28th, the cold front spawned an extra top tropical low to the east of Nova Scotia. So okay. it, like, all of a sudden the pressure dropped. Sure. Then that seems bad. Um, around that time, a ridge extended from the Appalachian Mountains north. Appalachian. Sure. Um, <laughs> northeastward to Greenland and with a strong high pressure over eastern Canada. So it went from low, low to high. There's a low and there's a high. Oh, that's And they're really, they're like. Close. Pretty close. They're, um, they're close. The blocking ridge forced the extra tropical low to track southeast and later west. And there was also. So many directions. A hurricane that was. Good. That had been going on in the south. That was okay. making it because hurricanes will <laughs> make their way up. They rotate. So Hurricane Grace was swept aloft by the cold Grace front. Grace is not a name for a hurricane. Hurricane Grace. Hurricanes, super duper nice. Super duper sweet. <laughs> Destroyed millions of people's lives. Slitter. <laughs> okay, go on. Um, uh, was swept aloft by the cold front and into the warm conveyor belt circulation of the cyclone. And the storm completely absorbed Hurricane Grace the next day. I can't. I can't. She's got her arms in the air. She's got her paws in the air and she's waving them like, like, she just, like she just don't care. Just don't care. <laughs> she's like, is this a wave? Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hip hop. She's so cute. Okay. Um, okay, okay. So. Uh, 
So the low pressure system continued deepening as it drifted towards the United States. So here comes this low pressure that has now absorbed a hurricane. Thank you, Thank you, Canada. There's a lot of wind. Sure. And if we know one thing about wind and water, it makes waves. It makes waves. Yeah. So a buoy that was located about 264 miles south of Halifax... Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. recorded a wave height of 100 <gasps> feet. Okay, that's too big. That's big. That's too big. It's gigantic. That's, that's a football field. That is a football field size wave. That's 100 yards. Oh, yeah, that's not feet. <laughs> it's big, though. I will it's confirm big, though. that. <laughs> I said it was such... No, 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 I almost, I almost <laughs> second-guessed myself. I, I was like, wait a second. Sorry. Is it? Someone would catch me. Austin would catch me. <laughs> Excuse <was>. me. <laughs> um, so east of Cape Cod, another buoy um, reported a maximum sustained wind of 56 miles an hour with gusts of 75 miles an hour in significant wave height, um, which huh. was the average height of the highest one-third of all waves. I didn't know that Boost recorded so much information. So much information on the buoy. Huh. Um, of 39 feet. I found this on the web. I don't care. <laughs> oh, that scared me. Why is yours watch Australian? I love these. <laughs> I just, my friend changed it and I haven't changed it back. So. I wouldn't know how. I love it. Um, so we got really high winds and this is all in October. This is also known as the Halloween storm because this all happened around mm, Halloween. Spooky. Um, on October 27th, the Ocean Prediction Center noted that a dangerous storm would form within 36 hours. So they're like, we got some wind going on. Something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, with its wording, emphasize the unusual nature of the storm. They're like, this is bad. She's a weird girl. She, this is a weird, weird Grace storm. Grace is doing weird stuff. Grace got with someone that she shouldn't have gotten with, and now it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Grace is doing a weird, what's it called? Walk of shame home. Grace, Grace is doing a walk of shame with... One shoe and... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, So anyway, uh, the National Weather Service also issued a warning for the potential storm, providing information to emergency services offices as well as the media. But the public was skeptical. They were like, "Ah, I don't know. And they didn't recognize it really as a threat. Uh But because they like notified them early about the storm that it was coming it actually saved a bunch of lives because there were you some know, people took some it people serious. took it serious yeah. and was like okay i'm gonna peace out like, okay bye thanks um so the perfect storm caused 13 deaths in total mm. um the blizzard of 1978 killed 99 people and the 1938 new england hurricane killed 564 people goodness so Comparatively, 13 is not that bad. That's fine. Let them go. <laughs> it's fine. No. They didn't listen anyway. <laughs> they were not I'm fans sorry. of the show. Not fans of the show. they never will be. Uh, so around 2 o'clock on November 1st, an eye started forming in the middle of a tropical cyclone, which reached its peak intensity with a maximum sustained winds of 75 miles an hour. Seems fast. That's fast. Um, these estimates, combined with reports from an Air Force Reserve unit flight into the storm, confirmed that a warm core center was present and indicated that the system had become a Category 1 hurricane. Is one the lowest or the, the highest? Lowest. Okay. But Still, it's very unusual You're to not have... trying to be in a boat. 
Yeah, it's it's not normal to have hurricanes up in the north. Right, in the northeast. Um, The hurricane accelerated toward the northeast and quickly weakened back into a tropical storm. It made landfall near Halifax um, on November 2nd with sustained winds of 45 miles an hour. While the storm was approaching the coast, weather radars depicted curved rain bands on the western side of the system. Um, rain bands. What does that mean? So it's just like it's curved. The, the curving <laughs> of the you know. Oh, like a swirl. Like a swirl. Okay, 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 okay. Um, after crossing over Prince Edward Island, the storm fully dissipated on late November second. Sounds great. November so this is storm. late for hurricanes, right? Pretty late. Okay, but if it, it's Hurricane Grace that was coming up, right, making it sing, and then it caught with like a weird weather pattern. Yeah. Enough so it's down. like, all right, we got high and low. High and low. Let's wreak havoc together. So the Halloween storm of 1991, also known as the Perfect Storm, um, left significant damage along the east coast of the United States, primarily in Massachusetts and southern New Jersey. Um, across seven states, the damage totaled over $200 million in 1991 dollars, which is a lot of dollars. Hmm. Um, over a three-day period, the storm lashed the northeastern United States with high waves, causing damage to beachfront properties from North Car- North Carolina to Maine. That's big. That's, That's a, a lot. big stretch. Yeah, of damage. It's a lot of miles. It's a lot of rich people's houses. A lot of rich people's houses. That's exactly it. <laughs> a lot of rich it's people's where houses. Most of the money is. <laughs> as long as it's not San Francisco. Oh no, we're gonna have to rebuild. Oh, that Ugh. set me back financially zero. Oh, no, no. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'll rebuild it. I'll get in the dot-com industry. It'd be great. <laughs> Nothing will happen. Um, so the coastal flooding damaged or destroyed hundreds of home businesses and closed roads and airports. In addition, the high winds left about 38,000 people without power. Hmm. Um, and the total was much less than um, another hurricane two months prior. Um, it was for poor people. And was fairly low due to little rainfall and the lack of general leaves on trees. <laughs> <laughs> the wind could just whoosh but that's around. not the funny part oh the funny part is the name of the hurricane oh tell me hurricane bob <laughs> stop it <laughs> hurricane bob <laughs> god bless you bob god bless you hurricane bob so like I said <laughs> there were 13 deaths but six of them came on board a swordfish boat known as the Andrea Gale. Uh, The name of the boat. The name of the boat was Andrea Gale. 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 Force winds. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's my point. (laughs) My mom's middle name is Gale. Oh, she's going to die in a windstorm. Maybe. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. She'll survive. Um, So the Andrea Gale began her final voyage departing from Glauch, Gloucester? 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 Gloucestershire? 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 Gloucestershire Harbor, Massachusetts, on September 20th. Wooster. And I'm not joking. It's Gloucester. It starts with a G. I know. Alexa? How do you. Wait. How do you say Gloucester? I pronounce that Gloucester, but I'm always working on how I say things and I might not have it right. Did that answer your question? Yes, thank you. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> Thanks for it's your like, feedback. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, hmm. 
So anyway, it set sail on November on September twentieth. So this is before the hurricane okay. and the perfect storm was happening. Um, so they were like, "Okay, we're gonna go because they just had they just came back from a fishing trip and it was just not great for the swordfish. They were not. They, they didn't, don't like wind. They didn't get a lot of fish, so they're like, "Okay, it's hard to we can go joust out in the wind. It's very hard to joust <laughs> in the wind with your nose." With your nose. Um, nose jousting, not fun. Nose jousting's hard, it's and hard. we all know that. It's 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 a it's an art. <laughs> um, so they had gone out and came back in, very poor fishing. They're like, ah, oh, man, we can go out one more time. Oh, so no, never go out one more time. Captain Frank, also known as Billy, don't know how they got Billy from Captain Frank. Maybe his middle name was Frank's William. already a nickname. Maybe his name was William. But his name was Captain Frank W. Tyne Jr., also known as Billy. W. Could be the William. Could be the William. That's where we get the Billy. That's where we get it. Um, Headed east to the Flemish Cap, where he believed they would have better luck with the fish. Okay. But first of all, this is the town that's pronounced Worcester. It's Worcestershire. It's Worcestershire. I was close, right? That's not the same town. No. Okay. Um, Sorry. So... Captain Billy uh, set course for home. Frank Billy. Frank Billy. Um, so despite weather reports indicating dangerous conditions, you know, hey, we got some low fronts and like and I just explained. High fronts, high, some high fronts. There's some wind. There's and some, not a lot of grace, but she's involved somehow. Grace is here. Grace is coming and it's not the kind you like. No, it's not the good grace. It's not the good grace. Um, so he set course for home on October 26th through 27th. And it's the Halloween storm. It's the Halloween storm. It's not going to be good. Remember, it hit land in early November. I do. It was out in the ocean. Which is where boats are. Which is where boats are. Got it. Um, so the ship's ice machine was malfunctioning. <laughs> and That's your worst nightmare. I know. There's no I to include this. The ice machine was malfunctioning. There's no taco time ice on the boat. No, I, would, I wouldn't have gone. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I have going. to jump off. So, I will write it all. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, so they wouldn't have been able to catch much because of the ice machine being broken. Sure. Which I understand. They would get stinky on the boat. Yeah, and what are they going to put in their beverages? How are they going to have Diet Coke? There's no ice. <laughs> um, so after encountering high seas in the middle of the storm, you know, they're out there in the boat in the middle of the storm. How big is this boat? Have we established that? This boat is... I'm sorry. No, I went too far. Okay, great. Um, it is a... Oh, no. You didn't write it. <laughs> I deleted how many feet it was. So, literally, the sentence says, <laughs> Overall, there were 13 confirmed deaths, including six on board the Andrea Gale, a sword fishing boat foot. <laughs> Andrea Gale. Commercial... Fishing vessel. It was 22 meters. So someone do the math. knows what that is. Um, it was 22 meters. So 72 feet. Sounds right. Feels right. That's big. Um, Not big enough. So they encountered high seas in the middle of the storm. The vessel made its last radio contact on late October 28th, about 180 miles northeast of Sable Island. Okay. So Captain Billy radioed uh, and form- another captain. Uh, Linda Greenlaw of the Hannah Bowden. Uh, oh, girl crew. I love it. Hannah Who run the world? Linda. Hannah. 
<laughs> um, and Linda. Owned by actually the same company. So the same company owned the Andrea Gale and the Hannah Bowden. I think he had two mistresses. And he goes, oh, baby, I named a boat after you. <gasps> I'm making Stop that up. But I no, I'm in. Because um, it's owned by the same company. Same guy owning it's absolutely both the situation. Both and named after women. More wholesome mother daughter. I don't want to believe what that. What I'd like is mistress mistress. I would like mistress mistress. Wife mistress. No, just mistress mistress. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Because then nobody's too hurt. Exactly. <laughs> um uh, gave his coordinates about 162 miles east of Sable Island, like I said. Um, he also gave a weather report indicating 30 foot seas and wind gusts up to 150 kilometers per hour, which is 92 miles an hour. So fast. Um, you don't even drive a car that fast. That's so fast. That's really fast. Have you like driven 60, you know, on the freeway and stuck your hand out the window? That's so fast. Fast. Um, so Captain Billy's final recorded words were, she's coming on boys and she's coming on strong. Like final words. That means they die. Uh, so the Andrea Gale sank while returning to Gloucester. Um, her debris washing ashore over the subsequent weeks. And the crew of six was presumed killed after a Coast Guard search was unable to find them. On November hmm. 6th, 1991, the Andrea Gale's emergency positioning radio beacon was discovered washed up on the shore of Sable oh. Island, Nova Scotia. Um, and that beacon was designed to automatically send out a distress signal upon contact with seawater. But the Canadian Coast Guard personnel who found the beacon did not conclusive, conclusively verify whether the control switch was in the on or off position. What does that mean? So for this beacon to work, oh, you have to turn it on. Sure. So that when it hits water, it can send the distress signal. Oh, I if see. If it's off, it's just a paperweight. <laughs> Nobody needs that in the nobody, ocean. Nobody needs that in the ocean. Oh, interesting. So you're like, we can't tell if it was on or off. So we can't tell if it actually sent out a beacon and nobody got it, or it never sent out the beacon at all. Huh. Um, authorities called off the search for the missing vessel on November 9th due to the probability of the crew's survival. Hmm. Uh, the story of the Andrea Gale and her crew inspired a book in 1997 called The Perfect Storm. <gasps> yes. And a film in the year 2000, which I didn't know it was in the year 2000. Wow, that is Um, quite a ways ago. (laughs) And uh, the film stars George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, and John C. Riley. John C. Riley, who's that? He is in Step Brothers. Oh, yes, I do know who that is. Because. Not Will Ferrell, the other one. (laughs) My sister in law thought, Allison, we all know her, she thought that when we were talking about Michael C. Hall, Oh, we were no, talking no, about no. him no, we, being no. in love with Michael C. Hall. She's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I mean, I probably would have had the same reaction if I said I was in love with John C. Riley, but, you know, I'm there for it. Um, so, yeah, that is the perfect storm wow, that happened in job. 1991. Amazing job. Thank you. Um, I am just trying to look really quick. Okay, so, you know that Maggie I sent you on Teams that sank? Yeah. The name was My Saga. <laughs> well, it ended. <laughs> it's, like, it's like somebody Gale. In somebody the Gale. Storm. The Andrea Gale in My the Saga. So, yeah, if you want to watch a movie this coming week, watch yeah. The Perfect Storm. Let's it's go still back great. to the 2000s. So that was a great time. Was it good? I've seen it once. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was good. I mean, yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I watched the whole thing. Mm hmm. 
Um, August 30th. Good day. We're almost to your your time of the year. Fall. Fall. Cold. <sighs> Leaves. 11.46. Girl! European leaders outlaw the crossbow, oh. intending to end war for all time. Spoilers! Didn't happen. It didn't work. Spoiler alert, the machine guns. <laughs> All of the guns. Uh, 1890, and like bow and I just, arrows? I just love how they were like, guys, I've solved it. I've solved it. <laughs> Get rid of the crossbows. No more wars. That is the problem. <laughs> it didn't work. No. Um, okay. 1890. I don't know if this is right. 1890, President Benjamin Harris... It's right, because I have it. Oh, thank God. It better be right. (laughs) Benjamin Harris signed the first U.S. law requiring inspection of meat products. Concerned about anything prior to 1890. Yeah. I would not... I would be a vegetarian. Was there, like, mass producers of meat before that, though? Or was it, like, your own cow? I think it was... It might have been your own cow. Yeah. Maybe the beginning of... like it was okay. Mass production? We'd have to figure out when Oscar Mayer came into... (laughs) Effect. <laughs> How old is Oscar Mayer? <laughs> okay, 1918, Soviet leader Vladimir Lenin was shot twice oh. in an unsuccessful assassination attempt. Well, you get shot twice and you live. Can you that imagine? Would be miserable. I mean, what's the same? Well, he said, got shot eight times and now he just walks with the limp. I might. <laughs> well, I was also going to say that, uh, oh, what's his name? The author. Ernest Hemingway. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Salman Rushdie. Who that? He's he's an author and he's like had a basically a oh, bounty yeah, recently, out for him. Recently, um, like got stabbed. Week. Yeah, like multiple times. He's alive. He yeah. lived. That happened tale. like last week or yeah. so. Um, Nineteen thirty-three seems like a bad time for France to do this, but they uh, form Air France. France. France, you got other things going on. You got other issues happening. 1941, number one on the British Billboard Awards or whatever, Winston Churchill approves a nuclear program. Way to go, Winston. You did it. You did it. 1979, the first recorded occurrence of a comet hitting the sun releases energy equal to one million hydrogen bombs. Who? I'm scared. I'm terrified. Get in your bunkers now. And we're the third rock from the sun. And we're only three away. <laughs> in 2015, Kanye West announces he will run for president in 2020. I wish he did. He Spoiler, he did not. <sighs> he didn't. I don't know. Would he have gotten elected? Trump and Think about who Kanye. got elected. I know. It could have happened. That's what I'm saying. Uh, 2021. Ooh. The last troops leave Afghanistan. The last U.S. troops leave Afghanistan. That went over really well. Same day. (laughs) Same day, 2021, China restricts online gaming for people under 18 years old to one hour on Fridays, weekends, and holidays. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I didn't know that at all. But also, I'm here for it. (laughs) As long as it's not my precious, precious reality TV. Well, that's not games. That's just... That's (laughs) just... Entertainment. It's just necessary. It's, it's, it's a necessity. Okay, that's all I have. 
Uh, I have an 1850. Oh, girl. Honolulu, Hawaii becomes a city. Aloha. Aloha. Uh, 1957, U.S. Senator Strom Thurmond speaks 24 hours and 27 <gasps> minutes. That's too many. Love the filibuster against civil rights. Against them. Strom Thurmond, not a great guy. Seems troubling. He's not a good person. Okay. And he really hated himself 10 years later because <laughs> on this day in 1967, oh, no. the U.S. Senate confirmed Thurgood Marshall as the first African-American justice. Uh-oh. You lost, Stromy. <laughs> you lost. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, 1993, The Late Show with David Letterman. Okay. Debuts on CBS. 1993. Ed Sol- 1993. Why did I think it was older than that? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York. Do you want to guess who is first? I read it. Actual it's guest. Bill. It's Bill Murray. Murray and Billy Joel. Billy Joel. The Night of the Bills. Bill squared. I'm Bill. And I'm Bill. I'm just a Bill. Yes, I'm on Capitol Hill. <laughs> That's it. Shout out to Schoolhouse Rock. Do love a Schoolhouse Rock. May they R.I.P. They may. I don't have any, so. I have two. 1940, J.J. Thompson. Ooh. He was an English physicist who discovered the electron. Oh, muzzle. Except opposite. R.I.P. R.I.P. Maybe it's muscle. I don't know. I don't know. 2015, Wes Craven. Oh, yeah. Who we talked about on this day on August 2nd because it was his birthday. Oh, happy birthday and Twice may you R.I.P. Twice in month. Wes Craven. H.B.D. H.B.D. Go for it. Uh, 1797, Mary Shelley, author of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, 1930, Warren Buffett. Who Girl. is the world's, in 2008, he was the world's wealthiest person. But why? I know he's rich, but I didn't know why, so I didn't write him down. He's, he did, like, business things. Probably bad I, stuff. I, something like business and, I don't know. Um, <laughs> not to be confused with... Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy not Buffett related. of Margaritaville. We he's do a hometown love hero. He's Which, not a hometown, he's just a hero. I will say, Margaritaville, the restaurants, mm-hmm. have the best nachos Mm. Highly recommend. I've been to one in Florida. I went to one in Vegas. It was, I got stung by a jellyfish, didn't know it, and we were sitting there, and I thought it was dying. (laughs) In the Margaritaville in the Florida Keys. Spoilers, I didn't die. I did pee on myself. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's what you have to do. I did. Um, 1972, Cameron Diaz. Yeah, girl. Shrek. The Mask. (laughs) And my best friend's wedding, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, and uh, Charlie's Angels. And Charlie's Angels. Oh, and Night and Day. And there's something about Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, too. Uh, 1974, Rich Cronin. You have no idea who I he don't. is. I know who he is. Tell me. Because he is a singer-songwriter from the band called LFO. And he likes girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I know that song. I'd take her if I had one wish. <laughs> I know that song. I had no idea. Which, did you know LFO stands for Light Funky Ones? I love it. And it's a bunch of white guys. Oh, well, yeah, I'd imagine so. Hence the light. <laughs> Not too funky. <coughs> well, maybe light they're just funky. very, um, they don't weigh a lot. Diet Funky Ones. <laughs> <laughs> 
1977 hometown hero, Sean Alexander, American NFL running back for the yes. Seattle Seahawks. I had his jersey. I got it at Value Village. I did too. I, did, I think I also got it at Value Village. <laughs> Love him. Love him. God bless. Uh, all right. I have... Is that all? That's it. 1334, Peter the Cruel. Was he nice? He was. He's actually a saint. He's, he's on one of those tall, skinny candles you're making. Pizza. <laughs> and then eight. Pizza. Pizza. Pita. Pita. Eighteen seventy one. Ernest Rutherford. Really? Gotcha. Not Ernest, who I was talking about. Um, Ernest Rutherford was the father of nuclear physics. Ooh. Not to be confused with the. This is this to discover the electron. <laughs> invented the electron. <laughs> no, no. No, no. That's okay. All. That's, that's all I have. That's all I have, too. Goodness gracious. Goodness this is a long gracious. one. This is a doozy. I feel like it was great, though. I feel like it was great. I feel like it was good. It was good. We did our thing. So we're going to be back in September. We are. Have we locked down serial killer September? I think we'll lock it down right Let's now. Let's do it. Let's lock, lock it, it down. in. Serial killer There's September. There's so many. We might as well talk about them. I mean, why not? We do... We do. And I have to figure well. out what ones we've done. I have a spreadsheet. Oh, God bless. Yeah. I know. Okay, that's it. Okay, we love we you. We love you. We mean it. Good Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, no, we're stopping. Bye. <laughs>